Wow. Welcome to the Warrior Wake Up Podcast, man. I'm your host, Chosen, and as always, man, just glad to have you listening and tuning in. And I have a special guest with me today, my brother, man, Sir Vant, S-I-R-V-A-N-T, Sir Vant, out of <clears throat> Birmingham, Alabama, more specifically, Eastlake in the building. What's going on, man? How you doing? Good, good, good. So, uh, I know you still kicking it there in Eastlake. You know, we always showing love out there to Eastlake where you at, man. Um, so, <clears throat> we'll get started right here. We'll start off by telling everybody, man, uh, in case y'all don't know Sir Vant, y'all can, uh, we're, we're going to get to where you can find all his stuff and all that, but, uh, he's a very, like, just laid back individual, man. You know what I'm saying? A real mellow cat. Uh, so we're going to get into this though, man. So first of all, man, why don't you tell us a little bit kind of about your ministry? Um, well, my ministry is a um, music ministry and um, mainly gospel rap. But, you know, I, I I like to produce other stuff other than just rap. And I'm, I'm not really a great singer, but I got a couple of songs on the new CD that I'm working on where I, I do a little bit. You know, and and then of course I can get in the studio and make myself make myself sound a little better than I actually sound, but <laughs> you know. So um you know, and um at my church I do the video. Uh, um I have the ability to do videos. I need to upgrade my equipment really because it's it's more of a task dealing with the equipment than actually, you know, knowing what to do. You know, so I, I need to really upgrade my equipment because, like, the quality of video that there that people want these days on the equipment that I have, you can do it, but it will take it takes so much time for it to process. That it's like you can start off a process and be like, okay, well, I have to come back to this tomorrow because I have you know other stuff, other obligations and work. <laughs> you know, well, and you know. <clears throat> Plus, man, it seems like, you know, technology, man, it changes so fast nowadays. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it seems like, you know, you get something brand new and then next week something else already came out already. You know what I mean? Yeah. And tell everybody uh, uh, real quick, tell everybody the name of your church, man, in case they're ever out in East Lake and they want to visit your church out there. Um, Discipleship Ministries. Uh, the address is 7714 2nd Avenue South. Birmingham, Alabama, 35206, Pastor Reginald McClellan. Okay, cool, cool. All and right. We're, and we're still open every Sunday at 11. Sunday's at 11. Doors open at 10. Okay, and, and I'll just tell you from personal experience, man, they got a great little church out there, man. Uh, I have uh, I went out there and ministered before and uh, fellowship with them out there, man. We've always had a wonderful time, so... Really good people out there, man. If you're ever out in the East Lake area, man, stop on by and see them at uh, Discipleship Ministries, man. I'm sure they would love to have you uh, visit with them. And if you don't have a home church and you live in that area, I'm sure uh, they would love for you to join the church. You know what I mean? I mean, I know, uh, you know, as, as a pastor, you know, we're always looking for people to come and serve, you know what I mean, and uh, be a part of the church. So, um, So tell everybody, man, 
kind of how you got started in ministry? Like, how did, how did you get originally get started in ministry? Well, originally, I, I when I first gave my life to the Lord, because I'm not going to sit here and pretend that it's been a perfect walk. I, I, I backslid. I had to realize some things, had to learn along the way. I don't know, man. You mean you're not perfect? <laughs> you know, I've been looking for that first question. I haven't found them yet. Yeah, I, I, ain't, I, uh, I ain't found any of them yet either. But anyway, go ahead. But, uh, you know, uh, I, I gave my life to the Lord that some things, you know, I ended up going back. But I couldn't actually go back because it was just so uncomfortable when I did try to go back that I couldn't stay there. And so when I when I came back to where I was needed to be at the foot of the cross and just let the word minister to me, I realized that there were people trying to place me really where God hadn't called me to. He had called me to ministry, but not necessarily a pulpit ministry like the when I like the church that I was in at the time was trying to and you know and when the Lord let me know that well it's time to leave this church because I got some advice from the pastor that wasn't what the Bible said. And as soon as he said it the Holy Spirit convicted me it's time to leave. But it also said and find another church home and I ignored the second part. And that's how I ended up backsliding and falling back. But when I rededicated myself, you know, I had basically stepped away from music for a minute. And, you know, I but I, I was still doing music, but I just wasn't letting anybody hear it. So yeah. I did a gospel song and then I was just rapping it one day and somebody heard it and they were like, man, that, and you know, when they told, when they told me how it blessed them, it kind of made me go ahead and start back to exploring my gift right. instead of doing it out here in the streets doing gangster rap I began to do gospel rap and I was actually um, I was actually in the foundry at the time when I began to get back into my gift uh, the foundry recovery mission now I'm best yeah now I know uh, <clears throat> you've got how many albums do you got out right now um, I don't have one gospel album out, okay. um, and I have I have a few other I have like some songs that are finished that are like on on um, YouTube that you can find. Okay. Um, okay. Like um, I, I was trying to remember. I know you had that one album out. Um, oh my goodness, man! What was the name of the album? I'm trying to think of the name of the album. I know what the cover looks like. I'm trying to remember the name. The journey. Yeah. All right. The journey. Yeah. 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 Okay. I, it took me a minute to think about that, man, because I remember the cover, anyway, the journey, and I remember because I, if I remember right, um, on that specific album, uh, you signed like a deal with Tape Music Group, wasn't it, right? Yeah, yeah, because I, I know I know you had signed with them because I remember I talked to you about it because they had offered me a deal at Tape Music Group, and I I, I decided not to take the deal, but I knew you had signed with them, and I've got in it. It kind of helped me because I got a good bit of information from you <laughs> before, <laughs> you know, that deal took place or whatever. But uh, not not to say necessarily it was a bad deal, but I felt like the, the reason well, I didn't sign with him, I felt like you could do so much now independently 
that yeah. you know what I'm saying? And, and they, they ended up going bankrupt. And Did they? Okay. So, so, I mean, it's, okay. you know, it probably was, I, I guess I guess that means that it was a pretty good decision that it didn't, <laughs> you know, I, at the time I was like, I was already at the point where it was like what they had done, it was like, well, I could have done that. I, I thought they would do more. Yeah, I think I think in that and in like in the contract they sent me, um, you know, one thing they were—it's kind of like they were promising more than what they actually did. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then on top of that, like I know, <clears throat> I think one of the biggest things that made me not sign with them, you know, they—they, they, I, mean, I looked over the contract they sent me and everything like that, but it was the fact that, you know, they basically, you know, wanted me to pay them you know, like five bucks or what, four or five bucks or whatever it was to buy my own CD to turn around and sell. And I'm like, you know, why would I do that when I can just get them made myself? You know, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Instead of having to pay you, why would I bring a middleman in? You know what I'm saying? When I can do all that on my own, especially after I talked to you about it and kind of asked you, you know, kind of what they had and hadn't done, that kind of gave me a good heads up on, you know, which way to go yeah, too, so, you know what I mean? So it is some small things that they do for you, but when you actually look into it, it's yeah. like you can get all of the stuff that they do for you for free for free from somebody else also on your right. own. And most of it comes with the um, like a CD baby package. Yeah. Free CD baby package. You can go to CD baby and basically get everything that Tate was actually offering. Let's say that's what everything, I everything that they actually did because they actually offered more and said they were yeah. going to do more, but it just never materialized. See, and that's what I ended up doing. I ended up going through CD Baby okay. and, and doing it that way. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. I paid, I, I, I want to say it was like, I, I want to say paid like maybe 60 bucks and they put you on like a ton of platforms. You know what I mean? Uh, just put your music on a ton of platforms and you know, talking about like iTunes, Amazon. Uh, you know, Spotify, uh, Deezer, and, and you know, it, I always think it's like sixty something. You know, I, I can't remember exactly how many platforms, but but anyway, that was good <clears throat> because uh, I was glad I had talked to you because you know when I talked to you and kind of I, you know I was kind of weighing off said, well, is it really you know is it really worth it or not you know because I you know in your mind you're thinking man this is awesome that I got. You know, just nat in the natural, you're thinking, man, it's awesome just to give an offer and a contract, you know what I mean, or whatever. Yeah. At the same time, from a, uh, just speaking specifically from like an as a business aspect, and I know it's all about the ministry first, you know what I'm saying? But you know, yeah. there's certain aspects, and I know this sounds crazy, and but it's true, certain aspects of a ministry has to be run somewhat like a business in some ways. You know what I mean? And, and people that do ministry know what I mean by that. Um, I mean, first and foremost, you know, anything I do, I always do it for the Lord. I'm just saying, and I know you do too, uh, but I'm just saying when it comes to like, uh, you know, recording your album or, you know, the cost of the album or, you know what I mean? And, and uh, you know, just different little factors that go into it. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, the money that you, uh, uh, and I know you're like this too, the money that I make off anything like that, it all goes back into the ministry anyway. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So uh, it's not like, you know, and uh, and 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 most of the time there's a whole lot more going out than is coming in. Yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> so um, who or what would you say had the biggest impact on you coming to know Christ? 
Was there a certain person or? Um, well, I mean, I was raised in church, but you know, at, at the same time, the church I grew up in, there was a lot of stuff wrong that I didn't recognize until I got older also. But yeah. my mom has always, you know, um, been in the word, prayed over me, prayed for me, um, right. spoke the word over me. And, you know, just I, I, I when I was young, I did, you know, I was I was very conscious of, you know, she she once told me when I was little that she told me that God sees everything I do. And if she, you know, and that when he and talked about how he how he he um, punishes those who he loves and everything. And it got to the point when I was little, like if I would do something wrong, I would think like God sees me and I would just go tell her like, OK, mom, I did this. Uh, and, you know, like, and she said, she said she 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 hated when I grew out of that phase because I kind of got uh, a little wild there. Yeah, I feel. Man, thank God for praying, mamas, man. Amen. You know, I know uh, that's a you know God had a plan for me, and I know yourself too. And I know I'm I'm sure you would agree with this that I know I know myself. Uh, you know, I I don't know if I would be here today if I wouldn't have been for a praying mama. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. speaking life over me and praying over me and everything like that. You know, when everybody else was saying I'd be dead or in prison by the time I was 18, you know, she was speaking life over me saying, you know, I don't care what anybody else says. You know what I'm saying? God's got a plan for you. And uh, and that's what we have to, you know, when we're out there ministering, we have to look at it the same way. And I know you do is that, you know, no matter what it looks like somebody is right now, God can flip their life around and change them. You know what I mean? Uh, no matter how far gone they are. What What is your, uh, let me get your take on this. What is your opinion of today's church? Well, and keep it real now. Keep it 100. You know what I'm saying? Keep it 100. Well, first of all, let me say that God always has a remnant. Oh, yeah. No doubt. So when, I, when I say of today's church, I'm going to speak in generalities because there are some, some that are pushing, that are truly following the word of God, but many today just, they're too user friendly. They, they will compromise the word just to make you comfortable with coming back because they want the offering that you bring when you come back. And they're afraid that if they offend you, tickling them ears, you may leave. <laughs> and you may take your money with you. And mm -hmm. the truth is that God doesn't have to depend on your money. He can supply. That's if right. You, if you just stick to the truth in his word and trust him, he'll make a way. That's you right. Because there are people out there who are, now, the truth will run some people off. Oh, yeah. But there are some people that will have to come back there to like, well, I didn't like what you said, but I know it was true. It might have stepped on my toes, but I know it was, I know it was true. And I, and I know that you did it in love. You didn't do it in malicious, you know. So. And I think that's the biggest thing is when we say something like that, like if we're preaching the word of God or whatever, you know, it's the word that convicts people and everything. But as long as you're speaking, if you're the person speaking and you're doing it in love and you're speaking truly the word of God, you know what I'm saying? If they get offended, you know, then really, 
that's probably conviction in their heart. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But but I have even at the you know the church I pastor now. I mean, I've already had a few people leave that got offended because, um, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm going to speak the truth and I'm going to speak it with boldness, but I'm going to do it in love. You know what I'm saying? Um, but if I love you, then I'm going to speak you and tell you the truth. I'm not going to, um, you know, just tell you what you want to hear because you. I don't want you to get mad at me or I don't want you to get offended. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm going I'm to speak the truth, uh, even if it convicts you, you know what I'm saying? Because the Bible tells us that the truth shall set you free. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, and a lot of people nowadays, man, they, they uh, I don't want to say, I don't, I'm going to say this the right way because I'm, I'm never going to say that the gospel is watered down, but I feel like a lot of churches have lost their hunger or their fire and that zeal and they've kind of, they've kind of gotten watered down. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, one yeah. of the things is, is there's so many churches now that aren't really under true under shepherd. Yeah, they're they're hirelings who, and which means that you know there there may be there are real Christians there that may be under them, but once they realize that this is a hireling, they need to they need to leave because what you have is you have people trying to do it in their own strength and either they're going to I mean you have some fire and brimstone preachers who try to simply scare you and never express the love of God and then you have the other end of the spectrum which is the the preachers who try to express love but they never talk about righteousness and you know if you don't express righteousness then you're not expressing what Jesus told you to express. You're not truly expressing true love. You right. know, you're just you're just pacifying them with a emotional response that yeah. they think is love. Yeah, I, I mean, I love to go to scripture in Ephesians. I think it's Ephesians, uh, uh, Ephesians two. I think it's eight and ten where it talks about how you know that we're not uh, we're not saved by our works, right? You know, that lest any man should boast. And I'm just kind of paraphrasing here. We're not saved by words, lest any man should boast. But we are saved by grace through faith. So we're only justified by the blood of Jesus. But at the same time, if you keep reading that scripture, it says that we are saved by grace through faith for good works, that we should walk in those works. You know what I'm saying? That we should walk in those good works. So in other words, like, yeah, we're only justified by the blood of Jesus, but God also wants you to walk it out. You know yes. what I'm saying? And, and, see, and I think that's where, like you were saying, people get show, it. Show me your faith apart from your good works. Right. Show me my faith about my good works. Exactly. So I think, uh, you know, I think people have, well, okay, I I, I can get saved, I'm, I'm, you know, in grace, and I'm justified by Jesus, and I agree with them. I'm not arguing that. But if you're truly saved, if you truly got the grace of God in you, then you're going to have a heart to want to do good works. You're going to have truly a heart to want to serve and to want to help people and to want to do the right thing. You know what I'm saying? Now, are we always going to do the right thing? Of course not, because we have flesh. And that's something that, you know what I'm saying? It, it's a battle of spirit versus flesh within us. You know, I got a friend out in Oklahoma and he wrote, he wrote one of the coolest, uh, one of the coolest rap songs I've heard, man. And it really spoke to me. But um, his song, he's got a song called David and Goliath. 
Shout out to AK, by the way, Adam Kelly. Uh, but he's got a song called David and Goliath, right? And that song's talking, feel like it's, uh, a, it says it's feel like a, feel like it's David and Goliath. Uh, and then it, t- anyway, the whole, the, the song David and Goliath is basically talking about that his biggest enemy is himself. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. he's battling himself like David and Goliath. Like the Goliath is his flesh. You know what I mean? And it's a, it's a real deep song because it's talking about, okay, his spirit is David, but Goliath is his flesh and they constantly battling. You know what I'm saying? And it, it was just a real deep song, man. And uh, I love that song. We get together, uh, whenever we get back together again, I'm like, I gotta let you hear it. But uh, it sounds like pretty, sound like the same um, concept behind um, the Andaminio song, You Can't Stop Me. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But it's just, just kind of, this is more of a mellow flavor. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, but it's just so in deep because the, the lyrics, every lyric to it is just deep. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, and, and I'm just big on the lyrics like that. But, um, but you know, I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, people want all the blessings of God and all all the, uh, you know, the the rain and gold and silver. And, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they want all these blessings of God and God will bless us, right? But they don't want to make but a lot of times as as people in our flesh, we don't want to make the sacrifices, you know, that it takes to be obedient and to walk out, you know, whatever our callings are. You know what I'm saying? There are some people, you know, maybe they're just they scared to take that step to walk in their gifts or talents or whatever. You know what I mean? And, yeah. uh, you know, it's a it's a, you know, Luke 923 is one of my favorite scripture because, you know, it talks about, uh, you know, if any if any man desires uh, to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me, right? So we know it's a daily walk. I mean, even in the Lord's Prayer, it talks about how give us this day our daily bread. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, I mean, it's a daily walk for sure. Uh, So yeah, I'm I'm in agreement with you on that, man. Like uh, like I know there's those, and don't get me wrong, like we, we both know that there's those true believers out there man that that are faithful and they love god and they have a heart for god um but i know you were talking about and i agree with you just overall you know what i'm saying as a as a whole so to speak uh you know i i, I agree with what you're saying there so swipping uh flipping the switch for just a second what is your opinion of today's and we talk about today's church okay so what is your opinion of today's christian music well, there's a lot. There's a lot of good. I, you know, really, I'm kind of like maybe a a year behind the current trend, you know, because I'm still listening to some of the stuff from a couple of years ago. But as far as like most of the recent stuff I've heard, like the the praise and worship stuff, the worship stuff has been really great. Some of the up tempo stuff. Some of it's great, but some of it just seems not to have as much substance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I brought this, I, you know, I've said this several times on, you know, uh, and that's, you know, and people look at this differently. I brought it several times about, you know, some people, you know, some people want to say, I'm a firm believer in, in saying, okay, if I do Christian rap, then I'm going to boldly proclaim that I'm a Christian rapper. Okay, you know what I mean? Because I'm unashamed of, of what I do 
And that's just the way I feel about it. Now, I'm not saying that everybody has to feel that way. I'm just saying I personally feel that way um, because if, you know, if I'm rapping for God and about God, why would I be, why would I not want to be labeled as a Christian rapper? And I know the, the whole other thing is that, you know, well, we don't want to be labeled as a Christian rapper or whatever because I don't want to be put in a box and I want to appeal to the masses, whatever. You know what I mean? And that's fine if you think that way. Personally, I feel like that's kind of being a shame. But now that's just my take on it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I look at people like Lecrae and like um, NL, and I've seen him when he sit down in the interview, and I noticed that a lot of his songs, you know, he, he's very talented, but he may have a whole song and maybe he says God one time. You know, he don't really say Jesus and maybe he says God maybe once, maybe twice, the entire song. You know what I'm saying? And 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 then like, he don't want to, you know, th those, I'm just mentioning those two because I know those are two that interviewed that say they don't want to be labeled as a Christian rapper. Uh, they they want to be a rapper who's a Christian, which don't get me wrong. They have reached a lot of people, but I, I don't know when that's pointing to God, how many have they truly impacted? Because if we looking just like everybody else, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, to me, um, McCray, he came out as a gospel rapper, Christian right. rapper, right. and changed over yeah. to, to want to be just considered a rapper. Whereas NL, he came out from the beginning as like just that. a rapper who happens to be a, a Christian. Yeah. He did, He never. He 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 never came out because he come when he came out. He did you know party music. He did gospel music. He did socially relevant topics. Well, and like you said, he started kind of like that. Where Lecrae basically came out and said he was a Christian rapper. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then and then that, that I lost I lost a lot of respect for Lecrae man because he was my favorite artist. Uh, that that's actually one of the the first Christian rappers, the first one I heard was T-Bone and, you know, and Carmen way, way back in the day. But when I went to the Holy Hip Hop Awards and before I started like doing, you know, ministry and stuff, um, Lecrae was the first one I heard and I was like, man, this cat is going in, you know what I mean? And then, but it's like when he flipped the script, man, it's like I just lost total respect for him, man. Because I felt like, I, honestly, just my personal opinion now, but I just felt like he was selling out. You know what I mean? For the money. And, and just, and the thing is, he had already won a Grammy as a Christian artist. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. So, you know, I mean, he, it's almost like, I mean, he had already kind of reached the pinnacle, so to speak, as far as like in the industry, so to speak. You know what I mean? And uh, and I don't know where he stands with the Lord, but I noticed he also started bringing in a lot of secular rappers after that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And doing a lot of stuff that. And that was kind of, I don't know. I mean, I think I'm not going to say he's still got a huge following, huge fan base. I think he does. But I do think that he lost a lot of people when he did that. Now, he probably gained some other people, you know what I'm saying? But but they probably just look at him as a rapper and not really a Christian. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and my thing is, you know, I don't care if I ever get played on the radio or if I ever get famous or any of that. I just hope that one of my songs, somebody hears that uh, when they hear that song, that the spirit of God comes upon them, man, and it just changes their life. You know, it just touches them in some way. You know what I mean? 
Um, and that's the biggest thing. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, obviously be awesome to, you know what I'm saying, to, to be blessed, you know. I mean, I am blessed, but I'm saying, you know, if they told me, hey, you know, we're going to, uh, you know, have you go do this huge show, I mean, I wouldn't be mad, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> whatever. But I have a, that's why I have a ton of respect for Flame, right? Because Flame was offered like a million dollar contract, man, to go secular and he turned it down, right? Mm-hmm. Now that says a lot about him right there, man. He, he They offered him like a million dollar contract to not do gospel rap and be a secular rapper. He turned it down. Of course, Katy Perry ended up basically taking one of his songs and he ended up winning like a $27 million lawsuit against Katy Perry. So, you know, pretty sure he's pretty set now. Yeah. So, you know, but I mean, I had a lot of respect for him because even before that, it's, it's like he wasn't with, he was not gonna sell out you know what I'm saying yeah but anyway so I kind of agree with you on that too man so what's the and you may or may not have <clears throat> what would you say is the funniest moment you had in ministry I'm not sure I mean and we have a lot of fun at my church anyway so yeah, I mean, yeah. So, too many to count. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just, I mean, we had sometimes just at events, you know, um, I mean, doing redemption um, comes to yeah. mind, doing um, shining lights comes to mind, doing, oh, yeah. You know, just, um, now, are you still, speaking of that, man, are you still doing shining lights? You still got that going on? Um, I, I haven't mean, I the COVID thing, you know, right lately. Yeah, it's going to back up, but um, I, I hadn't really started it back up. We had, like, because, um, like, really over the past few years, we had, like, some deaths in the, in the congregation, some people oh. home, and the size of the congregation has fluctuated, and some of those people were very deeply involved in the praise team and what we did. Okay. So, gotcha. you know, so... And we've been trying to get back, and as things seem to be getting to getting back to normal, then this pandemic or pandemic. <laughs> I like that pandemic. That's yeah. pretty much about the truth, I believe, man. Pandemic. Yeah. That sounds more like it. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I seen a thing the other day that said the same. <laughs> The, the same people giving you the pandemic is the same people selling you the pill, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or, or the, uh, I mean, or the vaccine or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, you know, I know there's some conspiracy theories, things out there, but there's a lot of, there's some truth to some of that stuff, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I mean, a lot of it is crazy and out there, but a lot of it happens to be true. Oh and yeah. You can, you can right now, is a great time to be able to really see what's true because if you look at biblical prophecy mm-hmm. and look at the stuff that they're saying is conspiracy theory, the stuff that lines up with biblical prophecy, that's not conspiracy theory. That's already happening. That's, right. that's happening. <laughs> yeah. you know? Well, the people like you know, like us that's in the, that know you know that's in their word. I mean, it, it really shouldn't be a shock to us because we we knew it was coming. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. maybe not necessarily the the corona thing or whatever, but I mean, I'm saying there's a lot of stuff going on in the world right now that the Bible plainly says these things were going to happen. 
You know, like like for example, where it says men will be, you know, men will be, uh, men will be lovers of men, and women will be lovers of women, and uh, you know they'll be prideful people. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah. just stuff like that. You know what I mean? We see that with all the, we see pride, prideful people all over the place, and then uh, the men and the women thing. You see that with the LGBT. You know, I don't know how many letters they got now, but anyway. But you see that with all yeah. that stuff going on. I mean, pretty, I mean, the way they're going, they're going to have like the entire alphabet. Just yeah, I know, right. <laughs> and, uh, but you see, you know, you see all that going on. And then you see a lot of pastors in the churches. Um, a lot of them that you see that are just false prophets. What I mean is, you know, you got pastors at some churches, now I'm not talking about here locally, any that I know, but I'm just saying in the country uh, that that are, you know, saying they're basically preaching that it's okay to be, you know, homosexual or it's okay to be, um, uh, uh, you know, like abortion's okay. And then like, you know what I mean? Stuff that we know is just don't line up with the word of God. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Don't get me wrong. I mean, I always say this. You know, even if somebody is like that, we still should love those people. Yeah. And, and, you know, we shouldn't condemn them. And I'm not condemning them. I'm just saying, you know, we shouldn't condemn it, but you don't have to condone it. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, that's the thing. Uh, but as a pastor, you overthought you shouldn't be doing that. You know what I mean? That goes back to the fact that they don't want, to want those people to leave. Right, right, right. And so, at the, so they, rather than risk offending them with the truth that might save their life right you know and to be honest the bible says that their blood will be required of your hand if you drown them and you don't correct them and then they die in their sins their blood is required of your hand that's right but if you do correct them and they just don't heed your correction they still die in their sins but you have washed your hands of it and their blood is not required that's right you the main thing is you did your part. You know what right. I'm saying? Are you, uh, let's get back to this right here, man. Are you working on any new projects? Um, yeah, I got um, The Return, which I've been working on for a while. You know, This Means War was the um, first song that I finished with on that. I've now got like... Um, now, is that going to be an EP or is it going to be a full-length album? Or I think it's going to be a full-length album. Um I've got okay. a version of uh, Ride on King Jesus that's a little more upbeat, hip-hop, tempo. Um, yeah, it's uh, the song you had, uh, War or whatever. Yeah. Uh, is it going to be on there? Yeah, it, it's going to be on there. Okay. This means War, Free to Be Me. Um, I've got like, um, I think, eight, fin- well, seven finished and one just about finished. Okay. Cool, cool. You know, so... And you, and, and you may, uh, I know... Uh, I know several times we've been in there when you uh, cooking up a few beats and stuff like that. So you still you still making like your beats and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. I gotta get you down here sometime, man. I gotta I can get you down here sometime. I got a uh, got a little building out here, man, and I got a uh, I got a studio in the works. Uh, you know what okay. I'm saying? That I'm working on, but it's going. You know, it, t- it takes money, so it's gonna take a little time to get it. Yeah. Finished out like one and everything, but. Um, you know, get it done, get on down here. Um, how can, uh, oh, do you got any events coming up? I know for a lot of people, um, even that normally might travel a lot, you know, it's just been kind of a weird year when it comes to that kind of stuff because 
even people that normally travel like all the time, they haven't really traveled much or had many events because of the uh, whole pandemic thing. So you got any events coming up or anything or? Um, not really. Um, you know, just basically just been church, work and home right now. Really, I had I had kind of been like that just a little bit before the pandemic. I had already kind of got into that mode of just, I don't know if God was getting me ready, but really when the pandemic hit, it was like, well, it really hasn't a lot changed except they want me to wear a mask when I go to Walmart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had to wear one of them today, but I hate the thing, by the way. The only, the only good thing about the mask I got, I ordered me one, shout out to Hog Mob. I ordered, a, I ordered one of them from Hog Mob and it says Christ over Corona. That's the only good thing about wearing my, <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. So, uh, but man, normally I hate wearing them things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. uh, anyway, and, and I really, honestly, I really don't think they really help. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, I, mean, really, I, I really don't, but that's just my opinion. But anyway, uh, let's see. How can people find you on social media? Um, well, I um, have a Facebook page, Servant. Um, I also have um, the Journey by Servant, but that's actually an old page from when the CD um, first dropped back in 2014. I don't check it as often as I check the Journey, as I check um, Servant page. Um, also, I'm on YouTube. So, um, uh, Servant, uh, now, now that's S-I-R and then a dash? Yeah. V-A-N-T. And that's on YouTube and also on Facebook. Yeah. Okay. Now, do you have an Instagram or a Twitter page or anything? Um, I have Instagram. I never post. I just Instagram and Twitter, I never really got into, you know. Right. I, I had said that I I was going to link my Instagram to my Facebook. And that way, when I share something on Facebook, it automatically share on Instagram. But I just haven't done it. So, I do have an Instagram, but it's... Okay. Basically, I, you know, the main social media that I use is Facebook. So if somebody wanted to, you know, book you for you to come out and minister, uh, whether it's uh, preaching, because you preach, right? I mean, I mean, I know you minister through rap, but you also like, preach the word separate yeah. too. Uh, so if anybody wanted to get you to come preach or if they wanted to get you to come out and minister through rap, um, would, would Facebook be the best way to contact you about that, or what would be the best way for them to contact you? Yeah, Facebook would be the best way. Um, Servant, and you can also uh, contact me on my personal page, Cameron Cobbin. Cameron Cobbin. Yeah. All right. So you can uh, you can find <clears throat> excuse me you can find Servant S I R dash V A N T on Facebook, or you can also look him up as Cameron Cobbin. So either one of them would be the best way to contact my brother here if you would like him to come out and uh, <clears throat> minister through um, Christian rap or if you would just like him to come out and preach or uh, anything like that. If you want to contact him, that's the best way to get in contact with him. Um, is there anything else, man, that you would like to share with us? Also, <laughs> you know, um, I do the ministry and mainly any money that make that goes back into the ministry, but also if you're in the Birmingham area and need lawn care, then 
don't contact the survey page for lawn care, please. But, but you can contact the Cameron Cobby page for lawn care if you also need lawn care in the area. And um, if you know of any elderly or sick and shut-in people that need lawn care and want to try to help out the community by trying to um, get those lawns done, I'm, I am kind of, I haven't really started the program, but this is something I want to start by next next March, the beginning of the, yeah. of the season, um, when we start cutting, is to have a list of like elderly, sick and shut in, people who can't actually afford it. And of course, I want to go through neighborhood associations to make sure that these are people that really can't afford it and not just someone who's saying, hey, I need my lawn and they do free right. So, you know, I, I need a little time to get that organized. So I, I thought of it this year, but by the time, you know, March, when March hit, there was really nothing right. going on. You know, I was we were getting out cutting, but there was no neighborhood association meetings or anything going on to try to organize it. So I just said, well, just pray about it and try to do it next year. So, Okay. Okay, so once again, uh, Anything else you want to share with us, man? Anything besides that? Is anything else? Um, just that God loves you. And he has a purpose for your life. It doesn't matter who you are. He has a purpose for your life if you will trust him. And to be honest, even if you don't trust him, he has a purpose for your life. But if you don't trust him, it's not going to work out well for you. Because there are some, in the Bible where it says, there are some who he made to be vessels of unrighteousness and people don't understand about predestination. It's not that he said, okay, this one doesn't have a chance. He gives everybody a chance, but because he already knows what you would choose, he's able to say, well, this is your destiny based on your choices. So predestination is not him saying, I'm gonna pick you out and you just won't make it. It's him saying, I'm rooting for you to make it, but I've already seen your decision. Right. So, okay. He has a purpose for it. If you trust him, it ends well. And if you don't trust him, it doesn't end well. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. Uh, so once again, man, if you wanna, um, if you wanna find, uh, if you want servant to come out, man, and minister through Christian Rap, or if you want him to come out and preach, just look him up through the servant page, S I R B A N T, or Cameron Cobbin. Uh, and then also, if you need some lawn care done and you're in the Birmingham area, reach out to him on the Cameron Cobbin page, not the servant page. And starting sometime next year, um, he's going to try to get to where he's um, doing the lawns for any elderly or um, maybe sick or elderly people that can't afford it or anything like that. He's not exactly sure what month that'll start, uh, but that is kind of in the works. Um, so anyway, yeah, so y'all, man, y'all show some love to my brother, man. If you, uh, if you, uh, where, where is your, is your album journey still available anywhere? Um, actually, if, if you, if you know how to download from YouTube, you can, you can, um, find the, the whole 12 song playlist on YouTube. Okay. And, and just download it directly from YouTube. The, um, you know, there's several sites that if you just put in a search engine, how to download YouTube that will for free. 
Yeah, for free. Okay. So you can pretty much go to YouTube. He's got his uh, first album on YouTube pretty much for free. So you can go and download it. And uh, he's got another project in the works. Uh, what you say the name of the second project was going to be? The Return. The Return. Okay. So the Return will be coming out. Do you got a de- uh, do you got a timetable for when that's going to be dropping? I don't. I've, I've uh, been I've been being patient and well, a little bit of being patient and a lot of procrastinating. <laughs> so, I don't, I'm you, man. But I'm, you know, between doing the lawn care, I, I, and you know, a lot of times when I get into that creative mode, yeah, then I have my own little studio set up, and then I have to get into that technical mode, get yeah. everything set up, and then when I try to go for that, I can go from that creative to the technical like that, and then when I try to go back, it's like, wait. Wait a yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I have to sometimes sit down and get back into it, and and you know, so I yeah. have to find the time. I'm gonna and what one of the things that God showed me this week because it's been really hectic is you have to be deliberate. You're gonna just have to set aside the time because if you try to keep finding the time, you're yeah. not gonna find it. You know, I was I was talking to my boy DTB the other day, man, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I was, you know, he he's an author. Uh, you know, he's got multiple albums out. Got basically like basically uh, hat line, basically like a clothing line, an author, uh, music. And I said, I said, how do you balance all that, man? Because you know, I'm kind of trying to do the same thing. You know, all, I'm trying to write a book. I'm trying to do um, clothing. I'm trying to do music. And, you know, and at the same time, husband and the father, you know what I mean? And, the, and a pastor and a church on top of it um, and, and a Christian rapper. So, you know what I mean? And balance and all those. I was like, you know, how do you find time for it? And he was like, man, you just have to take each day and say, I'm going to, okay, well, on this day, I'm going to set aside an hour or two hours or whatever for specifically working on the book or specifically working on the album or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And and I guess you get you if you got a lot of stuff going on like we usually do, I mean you you about have to do that to be able to put it in, to be able to work the time. Mm-hmm. In, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so that that would be what I would tell you is that's what he told me, uh, which is probably the best thing just to set a, each day, set a, set aside an hour or two hours or whatever you want to dedicate toward that CD or book or whatever. And uh, and you know sometimes that might mean you go to bed an hour later, or you get up an hour earlier. You know what I'm saying? It goes back to that sacrifices sometimes that we have to make and stuff. Because I've been working on the book for a little while, and I've been kind of procrastinating. Hold on, just one second. I'm getting a phone call. I think it. I think it may be time for me to go up, put my grandma to bed because her mobility has been kind of declining. Hold on, one second. Hello. Okay. Yeah, that's that's what it is. <laughs> All right, man. Well, we appreciate you being on the Warrior Wake Up podcast, man. I know you got to go. You got things to help out with your grandma and everything there, man. But we once again, we're humbled and honored to have you as our guest on here, man. We thank you for being on here. Man, this is your boy Chosen Man from my man Servant, man. And we just appreciate you listening to the Warrior Wake Up, man. Well, we always keep it real. We always keep it authentic. We always keep it 100, man. So you can tune in if you want to hear this episode. Check us out on Facebook on the Warrior Wake Up Podcast. You can also check us out on Spotify and on Anchor. And uh, this episode will be on there, man. And uh, debuts at Mondays on 10 o'clock. So if you want to check out the Warrior Wake Up Podcast, Mondays at 10 a.m. 
We love you. We out of here. God bless. Appreciate it.